Anyone got a jacket? Anyone? Oh, what are those, those bodies? They're slabs of meat hung from hooks suspended from the ceiling. I've seen this movie. I don't know. It doesn't end well for me. What are you doing in town? What do you mean, what am I doing What are you doing here? (laughs) You're new. You're not from here. Casa Benedito, in all caps, they have really good bread. Send location. Any good detective would probably want to know if Dontera thought he had any enemies. Anyone he suspected. Maybe it is inside job. Camille the Seamus. There is no harder individual to get in contact with than Camille Seamus. You can exert all that hyperness, preferably back at the safe house, unless you wanted to help us. Can I say that with diplomacy? everybody and welcome back to the odd campaign i am quentin your gm and this is season three episode 19 uh so without any further ado we last left off when you all were taken uh to a safe location by don Terra and his men and you were all escorted to your rooms so let me know who you are so we can get a brief introduction of who is in these rooms my lovely players Hi everyone my name is daniel and i play daniel because i'm original I am the resident healer of the group, and I do my best to make sure that nobody dies. It's mostly Sal, but I occasionally heal other people. Hi, I am RL, and I play Elias, the quote-unquote Russian spy who doesn't really do a good job at her spy job, but she's a rookie, so like cut her some slack or something. Hi guys, my name is Snow and I play Snow in the podcast. She is the leader of the Odd Guild alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Nachia, who is the king. That's right, Nachia, you tell him, boy. Snow is here today trying to sleep, probably in the nude, because that's normal. As long as she's asleep alone in her room, if she's with somebody else, nah, that's not going to be the case. Oh, hi, I'm Wilson. I'm the resident cavalier of the group. Me and Selena were... Being escorted back to a house, and then we were redirected to another house, and then we met a large Italian man, and then we were told to go to our rooms like we were five, and that's where we are. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Selena, I'm the resident druid and Galahan's younger sister that everyone forgets about because I barely have any screen time or talk unless it's involving cute animals, and because there really aren't that many cute animals, the only thing I've really gotten through uh, the adventures recently is getting sick and unconscious and almost stabbed and then kidnapped and then lost. And it's been a fun time. And this is exactly where we all pick up. With all of you going to your individual rooms, there was a bit of a kerfuffle 
in the midst of the room assignments, everyone thinking that they were going to have to double up, but it does turn out that actually it was just being too much of a hassle to figure out who's going where. So they just cleared out a couple of additional rooms, set them up, and everyone has been given their own individual room so that there's no argument about who is sleeping with who, and you all get sent away. So each of you are sent to your room, which has but one entrance, a single, very sturdily well-built dark wooden door with a golden handle, it seems. And as you enter, it is a pretty simplistic room. Very nice dark wood siding with a very plush red carpet. There's but one bed, a nightstand, a dresser, and a tall, full-body mirror. The mirror is in one corner, the dresser in the other, and the bed lining up against the left-hand corner of the wall with the nightstand to its right-hand side with a little lamp. Elias will go up to check the lamp for bugs. Okay. Not you... only bug bugs, but like, you know, bugs. Okay. I was say, you like see an insect crawl out its cockroach? Roll perception? Tw- 28. So you go around and you rim the edge of this lamp. You also open up all of these dressers and line the edges and go under the bed. You don't really find any bugs. The only thing that you notice is that there are a couple of spare changes of clothes in the dresser and that there seems to be an air vent directly underneath of the bed. Uh, which reminds me, I would like to change back into my regular equipment. Okay. Including my armor that was hard you to get a hold of. Tend on sleeping in armor? Uh, yeah. You do you. You're completely decked out in all of your finest gear, mithril chain armor included, and you are preparing for bed. I will put my hat on the nightstand, Mm. and Elias will journal for the rest of the night, writing of today's events and things that have happened, and also sketches of faces that she saw and may not have saw, because, you know. As you are staying up a little later in the evening, uh, please roll a will save for me. Oh, a, a, a will? A will. A will? A will. Um... That is a total of 13. 13. Yeah, 13. For my uh, will. Please roll a perception check for me. Oh, that was good. Uh, 19 plus 15, 34. As it is getting later in the evening and you find yourself propped up on your bed, you find that there's a sweet aroma in the air and it lulls you and you slowly fade into unconsciousness as this relaxes you and you eventually just fall asleep right where you are, pen and journal in hand, and you fall unconscious. <laughs> Okay, Snow, you find yourself in the exact same identical setting. Not going to go through all the details, but wood siding, bed, dresser, yada, yada, yada. And am I by myself? You are by yourself. Perfect. Everyone has their own room. All right. It is late at night. Mm -hmm. Everyone is pretty much getting themselves ready. So uh, Mm -hmm. Snow also gets herself ready for the PG-13 style. We'll say down to the underwear. But Mm. we know what what, what I I I just imagine, what is it, um, Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura, where he just like... Rips off the clothing. Yeah, like he just like where he just flings his arm backwards and all of his clothes just magically fly off of him and Can he's just, I just in his light underwear. Step out of my clothes. Then? Um, I don't think that's how that works. Dang or else it. every time you light step, your clothes would come off. And I really don't want to live in that reality. I could so. be Mario. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, you do. You get undressed into a comfortable attire to relax for the evening. She flounces onto the bed. It's very uh, soft, very cushy. Did Nichio come inside of as a large Nichia creature? Okay, so inside. he's in the room, so I actually have him get on the bed with me. Uh, the bed creaks and groans a little as it is supporting a large amount of body weight, but eventually, as you all settle, you get very comfortable. Ah, uh, this this is the life. Roll the a will sleep. save for me. Okay, I'll roll a will save. Followed by a perception check. Okay, I'll roll both of those. Uh, will save first. Mm-hmm. 
21 for a will. Okay, very nice. And perception is an 18. Uh, does Nachia need to roll? Uh, yes. A will and a perception? Oh, yes, please, both of them. Boy. Oh, no. Uh, Nachia's will, currently it is a 11 for his will and his perception, 24. So Nachia seems drowsy, but he seems to cover his, like, paw at his nose a little bit, and then he hops off the bed and begins to paw underneath your bed. You seem still fairly energized in the new surrounding. You're still kind of taking it all in, the adrenaline coursing through you. You're not quite tired yet, but you don't notice anything. Uh, so I actually, because of my uh, uh, companion, like, he's my animal companion, I have a link with him, which is an emotional link. Do I sense anything negative from him? Uh, not negative. He seems drowsy, but intrigued. Um, could I potentially follow? Because if he's intrigued by something, I would probably be interested as well. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll lazily roll off the bed. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll look, buddy. So I roll off the bed. And- roll another perception for me as you roll off the bed. You are peering underneath of it. God, it's only a 19. All you see is that there's an air vent down there and it seems like it's pushing out fresh air. Ugh. Mm. Is it cold? No, it's actually quite warm. It seems like it's heating the room. So is the, ro- the room is comfortably warm? Oh, the room is very cozy. And it seems as if even Ichia is slowly getting lulled uh, into a slumber as he gets more tired as the evening goes by. Ugh. Okay, do you want to sleep by the air vent, buddy? Oh. Okay, can I move the bed? Yeah, you can roll strength. Roll a will save for me real quick, though. Will first, then strength. Okay. Uh, my will, mm-hmm. that is 23. You are very easily able to drag the bed out from this corner, revealing the air vent slightly for him. And he's able to kind of just like hop uh, and lay almost on top of the air vent. All right. That's fine. It's uh, It was comfortable. I climb onto the bed that's probably like in front. Like, I probably pushed it in it's, front of the door it, not thinking about it or it's something. It's not in front of the door. Okay. Um, it's, it's almost directly in front of the dresser, though. There's only about, like, a foot. So if you pulled the dresser drawers out, they might even hit the bed Can frame I a little bit. Can I sketch the room based on that? Yeah, or, sure. Okay. Thank you. I tried sketching the room, but he said it was wrong. Yeah, it's because you added a window. There are, notably, there is only... It was an artistic touch! There are, <laughs> there is, but only one entrance and exit from this room, and that is the front wooden door, which you came from. There are no windows, and the only other opening seems to be through this air vent. And How eventually, big is the air vent? The air vent isn't too large, maybe about a foot by six inches. So six inches, like, tall, and then another foot wide. Pretty standard. You could fit your arm down there, probably, but, like, not your head. Okay, so the door opens I don't know why you want to stick your head down an air vent, but you could. You underestimate my stupidity as a child. (laughs) Uh, what is this? Is that a nightstand next to the bed? Yes, that is the nightstand directly to the right of the bed with a little small lamp on it. So, Snow, do you just drift off peacefully into a slumber? Um, she might stay up and... Do I have anything on me? Uh, she eats a bread roll. Roll a will save as you Gosh, are reaching into it. your pack. After moving the bed, you feel immensely tuckered out. You're getting cozy in your room after having moved the bed, and as Nachia, you can hear, has already fallen asleep on top of the air vent, you two begin to fall into a deep slumber, and the only thing you could think is that maybe someone lit a nice, soothing candle scented to help you fall asleep as there's a sweet aroma in the air, and you'd peacefully get whisked away to your dreams. She's on top of the bed, by the way. Not under the covers. Not under the covers? No, she okay. probably just face planted on the bed. Okay, very nice. 
Okay, you're welcome. So, Daniel, you too find yourself going to your room. Same scene. Just one solid wooden door with a gold handle that you enter through, and then just one very neatly made bed in the left-hand corner with a nightstand to the right of it, a dresser in front of it, and a mirror in the opposing corner. No windows. I am going to take out the two watches I bought today. Mm, Very nice. You did. You had a very exciting day. A lot of watches. Very exciting indeed. Is you going to watch the watches? Uh, I am going to set the more expensive one that I bought, the mm-hmm. one that I bought from Miniature Me. Yes. Up at like this makeshift altar to my goddess as a sacrifice of some kind. Very nice. Okay. And I'm going to check to see if there is an alarm function on my other one. There is an alarm function on your other one, and you can set it for whatever time you wish. Uh, So I'm going to set the alarm on that watch for five and put it on the nightstand, and I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, Real quick, roll a knowledge religion uh, or a perception check, whichever one you fancy. The perception check DC is higher. I will say that much. Uh, So 20 for perception. Roll a sense motive for me. 23. As you're offering up your watch to your entity, you feel compelled almost to tinker with it slightly, and you notice as there is a button on the side of it, which you haven't quite pressed yet, but you are intrigued by the description that the smaller version of yourself gave you. I am going to press the button and see what happens. It's strange, but the device, it seems to almost tick slower, as if the seconds are being stretched out. And at first you think, well, maybe this button kind of messes with the inner workings of the watch, and maybe it, like, broke it, and, like conversion rate's not right, so like it, it messed with it, so it's not keep, keeping time correctly, but you then look to your other watch, and it's going just as fast. But you seem to be moving perfectly fine and freely about the room, and time just seems to be passing by slower all around you. Daniel is going to think to himself, I am either extremely tired, <laughs> which is a definite possibility given the day I've had, or this other watch can change how time flows, and that's really weird. Fan-freaking-tastic. And then, after a short period of time, whatever that is relative to you, everything seems to go back to normal, and you just hear the ticking of the watch once again, back in pace with how it should be. I'm going to look at the watch with a confused expression on my face. I'm going to put it in my pocket and think to myself, I feel like this is better something I should deal with in the morning <laughs> when I'm not half asleep. Very nice, very nice. All right, and do you just go to bed? I think so, and I'll, I'll think to myself, okay, so maybe don't sacrifice the literal time-changing watch. That might actually be useful for something. It would appear as if you have this sensation that your goddess is pleased with your offering, but she almost feels as if you should have it. How would I say this? I'm thinking internally and yet trying to communicate with her, Mm. trying to say, thanks, I'll figure something else out for you. That's a prayer. Thank you. That's the word we're looking for. Thank you. I just had a massive brain fart. I was like, what do you mean? That's like, it's like a prayer. And I'm like, oh yeah, Daniel's an atheist. (laughs) No, I I just had a brain fart. Daniel is as tired as Daniel is right now. The tiredness of my character accurately reflects the tiredness of myself in person out of game. So real quick for me, as you are getting cozied up in bed, uh, ready to fall asleep, roll a will save followed by a perception check for me. Don't fail me this time. That's not bad. It's okay. We're all going to sleep and die tonight. 
29 for will. Very nice. And then 26 for perception. As you're sitting in your bed, lying there, saying your prayer to your goddess, you are struggling to fall asleep, but it's not due to a lack of tiredness, nor do you feel like it is due to a lack of influence. As a matter of fact, you smell this sweet, faint aroma in the air, and you feel as if it is almost attempting to compel you to sleep, and yet you are unable to do so. Maybe it's the adrenaline from the night's pretenses, but you feel as if... Or the excitement of finding a time-changing watch. The excitement of finding a time-changing watch. Maybe it was the murder of a man hanging from a chandelier, but... Or maybe you have to poop. (laughs) You could have to poop. Maybe you are still slightly jostled by the fact that Sal tried to be a widowed woman of the person who was found dead and then said that you were her fiancé when he was pretending to be a woman, because that was also quite shocking. We're just going to try forgetting about that. Nonetheless, you find yourself sitting here awake and somewhat concerned by this aroma that's in the air. It seems as if it was not here when you entered, but now there is this sweet aroma wafting around, trying to lull you to slumber. What do you do, Daniel? If you are interested, please make a perception check to look around the room for me to see if you could find where a scent may be coming from. Maybe there's a candle lit somewhere. Maybe the aroma is coming from outside. Who knows? Thirty-two. After exploring the room, you find that it couldn't be coming from the door because the door, quite interestingly, is almost vacuum sealed shut. It doesn't seem like there's a crack underneath of it or anything. There's no airflow from it whatsoever. There's no window in here, and the aroma couldn't be coming from anywhere outside because this is a completely enclosed room. There's no candle or incense burning inside, not even to where you made a little small altar to your goddess because you don't light incense. That stuff's too expensive. You have to be very economical in these trying times. But you did eventually find that there seems to be an air vent underneath your bed, which was blowing directly up onto you. And it seems that the faint aroma is coming from there. So now I'm going to grab, if there's a spare blanket on the bed, I'm going to grab it and cover it, cover the uh, vent with the blanket to try act as a filter. So there's a comforter and then there is a sheet on this bed. Yeah, probably the comforter. So you take the comforter and you kind of bunch it up and kind of completely enclose the the ventilation that is underneath your bed. It seems as if you have stifled the progression of this scent filling the air, but nonetheless, you still smell that faint, sweet aroma all around you. And as time passes, it slowly begins to lull you more and more. I mean, at this point, Daniel thinks to himself, well, there's not really much I can do about this, and this is probably just Dantera's way of trying to get us to sleep so we're ready for tomorrow morning, I hope. So hopefully this blockage is enough not to prevent me from dying in case this is deadly. (laughs) How hopeful. And so, somewhat paranoid, but optimistic... Daniel finds himself (laughs) curled up under just a singular thin sheet in his bed as he eventually, too, falls unconscious. I don't like the way you said unconscious. And let me just say, uh, I'm surprised uh, we're going to be moving on from the scene, but I'm surprised that no one tried to leave the room. Daniel, congratulations. You were the only one to find out that the room was almost completely airtight. Uh, Fun fact, the door was also locked. I suspected that. So who would like to go first? Because we are all going to be going into individual scenes once again. Elise is dead first. Pick her. Pick her. (laughs) Yeah, kill me first. Each of you, as you were, having your last memories of slowly and comfortably drifting off nice and well-cushioned beds in the 
safe and secure rooms provided to you by none other than Don Terra himself. Eventually, find yourself waking up in starkly different scenes. Elias, you are sat in a somewhat uncomfortable metal chair in a rather small room. Oh no. Made with a no. concrete no. facing a table opposing a equally metal chair and a seemingly glass wall with a solid wooden door similar to the ones in the rooms you stepped in. But you seem to be restrained almost with something tight pinching your wrists. Uh, uh, ah, man, it was a trap. Oh my God. If this is how I die, I'm going to be so upset. I could die in so much cooler ways. I will perception. Um, that is 27 perception. Uh, as described, you find yourself in a almost completely square concrete room, walls and ceiling alike, almost vacant of any smell, maybe a little musty, if anything, but nothing too strange. Solid concrete walls all around you. You're sat in a metal chair. You're handcuffed to it on both your wrists and your... Metal handcuffs? Metal handcuffs. Okay. Uh, on your wrists and your legs, you're fastened to this metal chair, and an identical metal chair is sitting across from you at a metal table. The only thing in this room seems to be some form of glass directly opposing you, and a very solid wooden door once again with that golden handle. Okay, well, it doesn't take an idiot to figure out this is an interrogation room, and she pulls on the, the handcuffs, but I don't understand why I'm being interrogated. I mean, oh, wait... Oh, oh, oh no. No, 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 no. And she starts to struggle a bit more. Oh no. I swear, if somebody brings that, that stupid Stefan in here, I am going to murder somebody. What am I wearing? Am I wearing what I was wearing? Yeah, you're wearing it exactly what you were wearing. Um, and I, do I have my, my guns and stuff and my, my sword and my inventory? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Every, everything seems to be there. You find it very difficult to maneuver, but eventually you were able to pull up the uh, the UI. Even though your hands are very restrained, it makes the yeah. motion a little difficult. So I can pull up the UI? Yeah, you can. Can I... Am I able to message? Uh, you find it very difficult and very slow and cumbersome as you can, have I don't have like, to do it with my hands. I can do it with my nose. You you, you can peck at it with your your one hand. I was just imagining you headbutting it going... Uh, uh, someone sees... <laughs> so an NPC walks in. They can't see the UI, so they just see her, like, headbanging the air very aggressively. <laughs> um, no, oh, no, no, that's no. some good music. You are able to pull it up, and you are able to type a message with one hand. I'll do it to the guild. Sure. Uh, help trapped in creepy room handcuff it handcuffed it and as you go to send this message you just get a and the gray message which normally turns blue as it is sent turns red and there's a little red x mark next to it as it has failed to send you know i don't understand why they would even make these types of rooms in these stupid stupid video games where you wouldn't be able to use the feature that they made <sighs> hello Anyone there? I'm ready for my interrogation. You find yourself in solitude. No response. Not even a sound. How echoey is the room? It's... It's concrete. It's slightly echoey. It's not too large to reverberate, but there's nothing to really dampen the sound. So all you can hear is every single one of your own movements. Mm. With no concept of time or mm. idea at all when anyone might come. I, there is only one thing to do in situation like this. 
sing songs of Mother Russia. And she will start singing the Russian national anthem in Russian. I don't know. RL character me does not know the Russian anthem in Nor Russian. Nor how to sing it in Russian. But Elias Wood, being the patriot that she is, and she will sing some, some you know, the, the Russian national anthem and some other classic Russian songs that I know of. The Soviet national anthem? That's mean to heck. Russia. All hail for beautiful okay. and ra ra Rasputin. <laughs> okay, as time goes by, you manage to get through but a few songs until eventually something does break the silence. Roll a perception check for me. 30. The atmosphere is broken from as you hear the latch on the door before you slowly begin to move as you see the handle turning. Oh, hello. Walking in, you see a face... From a recent memory, you see a tall, but not too alarmingly tall. <gasps> Thank God. Well tanned individual with messy, stark white hair. He walks in wearing a long red tailcoat and an almost reflective carbon body armor underneath. Well, I feel bad for not dressing up myself. Uh, he walks up and he grabs the metal chair opposing you and kind of turns it around and sits on it backwards. Sorry, that is not that you sit on chair. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to sit on it the other way. See how I'm sitting on my chair? That Do you is know why you're here? Uh, probably because I'm in trouble and going to die. Uh, but if I die, I would request some sort of different, you know, treatment. I could die in way cooler ways. Well, at least you are no stranger to talking. Um... So I'm sure you'll love that. So you see, I, I'm not quite sure why you're here. Oh. Uh, and, 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 I, and by that, I don't mean this room. Uh, I, I mean in my town. So if you... Your town? Would elaborate. What, what exactly is your objective here? Why are you here? Yeah, well, I'm here because, you know, I walked into town. Yeah. My legs basically took me here themselves. My question to you is, we'll play a little game of questions here. How is this your town? Are you like the owner, like the landlord or something? So what I'm just interested in is what connection does your objective have to this uh, federal security service? Federal security service? Yeah, yeah. And, and where exactly is Russia? Oh, you're a man who looks into people's personal informations. I don't like talking to people like you. And Russia is one of greatest countries in the entire world. Thank you. Okay. So I shall sing you the national anthem. What exactly? <laughs> and and he would give you a moment. But you exhaust yourself. It is beautiful, don't you not think? You know, the longer mm. we take here, mm. it really doesn't trouble me any. Oh. It's kind of my job, and I and I greatly enjoy my job, as I'm sure I, you enjoy yours. Well, uh, you know, I, job is not really what I would call it, more like a passion. Hmm. So, speaking of which, I find it interesting. So, you are part of the Operational Information and International Relations Service, which just so, tenses, which just so happens to be headed uh, by the chief of which is your own father, Ronan Nakibarov. Oh, Aleas completely freezes and loses all of her cockiness. So, oh. I, again, I'm just wondering exactly. 
What are you doing in this town? I have my mission. I look to complete it. Great. So now, that brings me to the part where... Oh, no, no, no. That brings me to the question of how are you getting this information? Not from internet, not from any sources that you could get offline. Are you reading my brainwaves? That's kind of gross. What exactly are you hoping to achieve by interfering with the Dantera organization? Well, someone who would be able to read my brainwaves would be able to understand why. Again, we can't do that, unfortunately. It would make this process a whole lot easier. Unfortunately, that technology is very centralized and not allotted to everyone. So I have to resort to somewhat... Kind of sad for you. It is. It may... Well, it is and it isn't. It makes my job a lot more fun. Well, we didn't even get proper introductions out of the way. I'm Elias. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm Dante. Dante? Or do you like the son of Dante? It's the guy who's wearing the red suit with the white hair. That I talked to before? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's where you remember him from. At At the ball? From the gala. you? Ah, uh, wow. I mean, I like the red. Oh, by the way, you wanted to know why I'm here? That would be much appreciated. Mmm. I told you, I'm here to complete my mission objective, which I currently found out is still alive. Ish. I'm not quite sure. I saw that man die with my own two eyes. But knowing him, he would probably have backup plans. Wonderful. So... We now know you're after a person. Mm-hmm. Well, eh. Person information. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't make him fine! Don't make him fine! No! For our audience members, he just showed us a picture of... Oh, no! He's Archer. hot! Archer from Fate's Day Night. Yep. Yep, okay. Listen, I'm here to gauge... What exactly you suppose that you can do for our organization in regards to the investigation? Meaning, oh, how you expect to help? The Dantere investigation. But more importantly, why? What exactly do you get out of it? Well, first of all, if I get the uh, loyalty of my compatriots, the more I help them, the more they seem that <laughs> they just think I'm someone that's just there to help because I want to. I mean, they are kind of, you know, enjoyable to be around sometimes, but they more of act as a nice cover and shield of when I would get into, a say, combat. Wonderful. Glad to hear that you like using people as pawns. Uh, no, not exactly. Team. I so. mean, pawns. I'm not good at chess. Uh, checkers, maybe. Um, but, uh, uh, well, you see, you're asking all the questions. Indeed I am. I don't think you understand how this situation works. I'm the person who gets to walk through that door, and you're the person who gets to sit in this metal chair until I decide that I have the information I want. Oh, and what information that is? What is your objective? To complete my mission. And that mission would be? To complete my mission. My mission is information gathering. Of which information, I mean, you don't really know, but like... I don't think you understand how valuable information is. Oh no, I definitely do. And if information was a currency, you would be a billionaire. And we like to keep it that way. Mm, I'm sure you would. We have the luxury. Who's we? 
You have multiple personalities? You're at the Donterra organization. Oh, wait, you're working with Donterra? Why am I here? Are these handcuffs you're doing? Because I was instructed to gauge exactly what threat any one of you individuals might pose on our family. Oh, well, Brett, I mean, I have no reason to harm Donterra. He's a nice guy. What a man has lost so many things. But I can hope you can understand our apprehension when a group of unidentified mm. individuals mm-hmm. enters our town mm-hmm. and some of them have... Mysterious abilities? I'm less so even concerned about that. Our forces are quite easily able to handle things, but you have a very interesting um, espionage background, which the others lack. Most of the others are common run-of-the-mill college students. They pose no major threat. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not going to fight you on that one. But uh, I'll tell you this, Monstra, Dantare is not my mission. His information means nothing to me. Which brings me back to the question of what do you really have to gain here? That's not really your business. But it is, because if you are attempting to manipulate my family in order to gain leverage in some third-party scheme, that puts me in a very tight situation. Oh, 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 got you, got you. So I need information on Camilo Lysimus. Uh Dontere can help me with that. Also, he's a nice guy, and Camille seems like a bit of a prick. But, um... That's the first thing I've agreed with you on. Now, oh, you've met her? She has an immensely irritating and arrogant personality about her, which I think you will find equally as perturbing. Probably. Just to let you know... I'm just going to get this straight. You know that I am from a place called Russia. That is correct. But you don't know what Russia is or where it is. Not in the slightest. But you are one with all the information. We have pieces of a much larger puzzle. I'm sure you do. The puzzle seems to only get more expansive with each piece we find. (laughs) It probably will, buddy. Do you know why? And why is that? You don't know why. Aww. Poor, poor little white-haired, objectively attractive man. Poor, (laughs) poor man. (laughs) You do not understand, do you? You know, there's a reason why I am in here asking questions. But if you're unwilling to cooperate and help this go smoothly... I've been cooperating. I think maybe you could just use a little bit more time. And he stands up from his chair and begins to walk out of the room. Do you want to know? Or don't you? I will tell you. But you're not going to like the answer. And Elias will smile at him. I'm fine with whatever reality I am posed with, but... What if what your I... reality isn't real at all? Well, that would be a very interesting proposition, then, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? What if everything you do, everything you have done, and everything you will done is just some program from a code? And what you're if not yours re- is? Aw, that would be great, unfortunately. I come from some place we call the real world. And indeed, that's what I call my place. But I'm sure I believe it is. what you're referring to is the simulation theory. Oh, you guys have a, like a theory that you live in the simulation? That is kind of meta, but uh, meta. Yes, meta. It's kind of meta, but uh, uh, you know, don't understand why game programmers. Maybe it's maybe it's to like mess with the player's mental psychology. That would be oh man. That would be so great. What the... Wow. Very helpful information. Thank you. 
And yet yours really hasn't answered many questions, which you... I don't understand what questions I haven't answered. You still haven't answered who it is exactly you're looking for. Someone who already died. And not one of Don Terry's men. Here's the thing. Is, unlike your current party, which you're traveling with, we find it immensely difficult to trust people who won't be open with us. I'm pretty open. Then who is the supposedly dead individual you are searching for? If you wish to help us, how could we reward you in kind if we don't know how to provide you with the information you need? Mm, he makes a good point. He sure do. His name is Oliver Jackson. That's all I can give you. The other information, it would be highly classified for me to tell you. I'm basically already committing treason by telling you his name. But I assume you can somewhat help me get to him since you know Camille. And I was told that Camille can somehow communicate with him, which would be very bad for you guys. Oh no. If you guys are up against Camille and she has Oliver on her side, I really would not... Oh, shoot. That is very bad for you. And why would that be? Uh, look, I don't... See, you know this place where I'm called, I'm from, Russia? We have this thing where we, like, don't want to tell people our national secrets. Yes, but if your secrets directly impact my livelihood and the livelihood of everyone I care about... Your livelihood is codes. Ones and zeros. And he just pulls out a knife and just runs the sharp, jagged blade across oh. his hand oh, as you no. see it begins to bleed. No. Wow. I don't think you understand. Oh, this is real to you. I'm so sorry. That was kind of insensitive of me. All right. So basically, uh, imagine all of your top scientists and all of their great intelligence. Multiply that times 200 and that is Oliver Jackson. What exactly do you propose that he is capable of then? Because if that... Psychological warfare for one, honestly. So basically, Oliver Jackson is top scientist in place uh, that is also part of real world. And from what we understand, he was trying to create something to be able to mm, basically control people's minds. That would explain quite a bit. Can I, um... And I have one of these handcuffs off. I'm not asking for both off, that's just too much, but I have a really bad itch on my back. Sure. And he goes down and he takes a handcuff off your left ankle. <laughs> Funny guy. I didn't realize my feet were handcuffed Yeah, too. they were. Is that the adequate amount of information, Mr. Pretty Boy? I if do have more. If this individual is such a threat, why are you wasting time? Well, first off, I don't know where he is. Second off, I believe that working with Don Taro will be able to get me information of how to get to him personally. Third off, I don't even have real evidence that he is actually still physically alive. I assume it's only his brain since that's what he's been working with. And that's also what the uh, the helmet thing I put on is. So basically, um, you are living in simulation. That's kind of sad people who we call PCs who can open this little, and she opens the little navigation window. He yeah. cannot see it. They can open the navigation window you see there? No, I don't. You don't see that? No. Okay, so people who can see that are PCs that are from the other world. 
and uh, we put on special helmets to come into this world. But we are trapped here, and we do not want to be here any longer. But once we leave, you will die. Probably. For Spice, you really spill a lot. How does he know that it's not fake? And also, this is to gain other information. Yeah. Now, however much... And also, he's not real, so she doesn't see him as a threat. Now, however much I am inclined to believe that all of this is a bunch of hogwash, you don't seem entirely untruthful. No. I have no, no real reason to be untruthful with you. To me, you are like a dream. If what you're supposing is true, and our reality is a simulation, there would be a purpose for such a simulation and an overseer for such a purpose. Yeah, that overseer is a jerk. And if you were truly a spy, don't you think it's interesting that you just told him all of that? The overseer? He's not... Oh, shoot. Maybe you aren't as good of a spy as you thought you were. You know what? I'm here to look at other people and just gain information. This is my formation. He's also seeming very stressful, and it's not what it was supposed to be. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. No, you'll... Yo, I am completely calm now. That's good. Now, while I personally hate your personality... Probably. I... I picked it out just for you. <laughs> don't necessarily think that you are a harm to our organization. I shouldn't be. I'm not trying to harm your organization. And with that, he begins to walk over and uncuff your various other handcuffs. I will leave you with your current task. Continue to investigate the murders. And meanwhile, I'll see if I can assist you. Oh, by the way, other than Don Tere, please don't tell my compatriots any of that. I mean, I don't have any inclination that you would. I'll do you something. So he uncuffed uncuffed me? Yes. And she, she starts to stretch... How much taller am I than him? Uh, you're you're a good couple of inches. I try to look down at him. And he looks up at you, pretty stone-faced, entirely unfazed. I'll look into Oliver Jackson for you. Oh, thank you. But if the situation is as urgent as you have deemed it to be, do not be surprised if you are pulled from your current task into one far different. If, if, if it's to deal with my actual objective, then I don't mind. I'm only with these kind of people because I could only get so far on my own. And also I was trapped in Werewolf Town. They mean nothing to me. Well, I like the dog, but they mostly mean nothing to me. Oh, I'm going to try and use Intimidate on him. She'll get up in his face. And when I say none of this goes to any of my compatriots... I mean it. And she'll like, I don't know, quack in glare or something. Intimidate. That's, I mean, the 29 intimidate, but does he look intimidated? You can, you can roll a sense motive if you wanted. 20. He still seems stone-faced, almost unfazed, but you can see that he's weighing his options. How about this? As a courtesy and a sign of good faith, I won't share anything. But I hope you understand that this good faith can only be extended so long as you are cooperative. And I will be very cooperative as long as your good faith is extended. And I smile with intimidate. Wow, I like the, like, the variance of vocal. I'm very quiet. Now I smile. Well, I, I accidentally rolled that out yeah, of you don't. Yeah, we don't take out a tray no. rolls, and now you've lost the dice. <laughs> 
18 plus 18 for another intimidate. Six. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. I can math. He goes up to the door, opens it, and motions that you may leave. After you. Uh, I will walk in first. Like, walk out first. Mm -hmm. Such a gentleman. But I will also be prepared for an attack. Okay. I don't know how I roll for a prepared, but I'm prepared for an attack from behind. You find yourself in a similarly but apparently different hallway than you were in last night. The only thing that makes it stand out from the other one is the fact that the portraits lining the walls are of different individuals, but other than that, the structure is almost identical. Just a very long hallway with dark wood side paneling and a very cushy red carpet, and you exit this door. What do I... Okay. I exit that door. Hallway. There another exit. He points down to the end of the hallway. If you go up there, take the elevator, and just head up to the ground floor. Such a good boy. She'll give him a quick pat on the head and leave. All right. You make your way to the end of the hallway, and you find a very familiar layout, which seems to be a door frame with a slit right down the middle, and one panel which seems to have a button on it. An up and a down? No, it's not an up and down. It's just one button. I push the button. And eventually, after about a moment, you hear the wearing of gears and a belt, and the doors slowly begin to open as you hear a ding. Oh, an elevator. Creepy. You go in and you enter, and on the right-hand side of the elevator, there is what seems to be a little glass bar, and it is directly above a number pad, which has nine digits and a button with the letter G on it. Do I know what floor I'm on? No. I'll push the number seven. You input the number seven, and then it looks like there is a enter button next to the button with the letter G on it, and as you hit that, it seems to pause for a moment, and then over a speaker system you hear... You do not have access to that level. Mmm. Alea smiles. I would like to. You do not have access to that level. Elevator. If you have elevator, you have stairs. Elias can can Elias get out of the elevator? Uh the the doors are shut, but it does look like there's those those two buttons with a triangle which like they point outward and they point I inward. will attempt to uh get out of the elevator. Okay. You exit the elevator, and you see Dante currently also walking down the hall. What What are you doing? Uh. The elevator's there. Just hit the G button and go up to the ground floor. Up to the ground floor? Yes. Up to, up to the ground floor. Yes. If that is confusing you, yes, that does mean relative to the ground, we are down. Mm. So. Wait, what level are we on currently? Go to the elevator. That didn't... Oh, man, you are so bad at answering questions. Watch. What is your favorite color? He See? just stares <laughs> at you blankly and then looks at his clothes and then looks at you. Who is also Pauses for a moment. I think you should know the answer to that question. If it's not apparent, it is red. Elias, it, it looks down at her clothes. Is she, is she wearing her red stuff? Yes, you are wearing all of your red stuff and he is wearing all of his red stuff. She looks back up and does the hand flick thing with a wrist. No. The elevator. Ground button. Also, good good Enter. job on answering question. I will go now. And she goes back into the elevator. Okay. The elevator door closes once again. This is a bust. You hit the letter G, followed by enter, and all the elevator does, going up. And after a few moments, the elevator makes his way up. And you hear another very pleasant ding. You have arrived. 
and the doors slide open. And with that, you find yourself back in the restaurant which you entered the night before. Oh! And that is where we are going to transition. You find yourself awakening, wrapped in a comfortable and all-encompassing warmth, and the sound of a fireplace crackles in the background. Ah! What? What? Hold on. I don't... Do I have... Interrogation room <sighs> and and snow gets a cozy warm fireplace. What the quack? <sighs> As you sit up, you find yourself on a soft plush red couch, large enough to comfortably sit four people. Wait, wait, hold on a second. This is not where I fell asleep. And eventually, you do realize this. Stammered. <gasps> I check myself. Am I dressed? You find yourself that you are in a comfortable fuzzy robe seems like it's white. Wait a second. With snowflakes and stars on it. Wait a second. Wait a second. I don't know this couch. I don't know this robe. Did I sleepwalk? Oh, God. Roll a perception check. I roll a perception check. Oh, no. 26. You look around as your surroundings seem to set the tone somewhere between grandiose and cozy. <gasps> Nichia? <laughs> oh, good boy. Okay. Nichia, did we sleepwalk, buddy? <laughs> I don't know either, bud. Where are we? As you look around, you find that you are in a ample and spacious area with an open floor plan. There's a soft red area rug underneath where you currently are outstretched. There are two large couches, one of which you are sitting on, a love seat, and a plushed cushioned chair, at the center of which there's a coffee table, all of it centered around this fireplace. Okay. Nachia? Oh. Did we somehow obtain a sugar daddy while we were asleep? <laughs> <laughs> a woman? Sugar mommy. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Snow is going to get up and try to sneak and stealth around, see and follow the sound, trying not to be noticed. Okay. Roll stealth. 21. Nachia as well. Sure. 18. You silently get up from the couch in which you are in, and Nachia begins to rise as he was curled up in front of the fireplace, and... You stand up in turn as you hear a ding of a small bell going off somewhere from your right-hand direction, and you look somewhat startled, and you see in this open floor plan that this living area seems to stretch into an equally spacious kitchen with tile floors fully stocked with an oven, a stove, a, a brick oven as well on top of the oven, which someone seems to currently be pulling a tray out of. There's a fridge, and this older lady seems to set this tray on the island in the center of it all. I'm getting a witch vibes and she's cooking children. You know what? <laughs> you know, I understand. I understand, but I'm like, I get this intimidating, weirdly attractive man who also has the same favorite color as me, who gets parades me with questions. She get a cozy freaking groom. You get a grandma making a cookies or something. Bread. This is favoritism, GM. You see before you standing a short and stout woman with a warm smile and kind eyes. Her black hair is graying and tells us the same story as her smile lines and wrinkles do. The woman must have lived a very long and happy life, I'll bet stressful enough to put those gray hairs on her head. And she turns and addresses you. Biscotti? And she gestures over a tray and you see that there are biscottis that she's just cooked out of the oven. Uh, no thank you. Uh, no, I'm okay. I uh, hope you slept well. I didn't. Um, oh, no. 
yeah, apparently I must have sleptwalked here. I am so sorry. I really do apologize. Normally I don't sleepwalk. Sometimes I talk in my sleep, but I normally don't sleepwalk. After you rejected her biscotti, she looked a little offended. She set the tray down on the island and she went back over to a cutting board and is chopping up some vegetables and mixing them in as she seems to be making breakfast. Don't worry, dear. You did not sleepwalk here. You were brought here. I was brought here? Yes. Why? Oh, it's very simple. I... And she gestures over uh, to her right-hand side and you see from a doorway enter in a young gentleman. Uh, okay. What does he look like? You see a much shorter individual and that's surprising because it's short for even you and somewhat even for her. She seems to be a few inches under you and him a few inches under her. She's about 5'2". He's barely about 5 feet. He seems like almost a young boy with shaggy blonde hair, but he is well-dressed, but not necessarily well-kempt. He's in a suit, but he has rather shaggy hair. She runs over him. I'd rather be interrogated. Luca, what are you doing? And she comes up and she licks her finger and starts to part his hair and tries to, to neaten him up a little bit. Luca. Oh, hello. My name is Luca. Hi. Uh... It's nice. A formal introductions. What are you doing, Luca? Is this how we raised you? Oh, uh, very, very sorry. My name is Luca Doragazzo. And you do see this short young lad with scraggy blonde hair dressed messily in a suit with a red tie. Interesting. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Luca. Uh, this is Nachia. My name is. Uh, and I'm Snow Hikara. So I am very sorry for bringing you here so abruptly. Would you want breakfast? Uh, no, I'm okay. I should probably get back to my friends, uh, my oh, group, oh, my no, party. No. First off, there is something I would like to discuss. Please, have a seat. Would you like tea, coffee? Uh, no, I don't drink either. Hmm, well then, perhaps a glass of water, orange juice? No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Please then. And she sits down in the soft, plush chair, and she gestures for you to sit down on the couch opposing her. Uh, Snow walks over, but she sits down upright and rigid. Well, a perception check for me. Okay. 26. Once again, you notice the intricacies of this room and notice how it is very well decorated and kept. Everything seems to be very high class around here. You are spanning as you see very expensive vases and ornate uh, picture frames, one of which does indeed catch your eye, which is above the large fireplace, there is an almost life-sized family portrait. And you actually recognize one of the individuals in it. And it seems to be a somewhat younger Don Terra in the frame. And you also see what you couldn't mistake, but it might be a younger version of this woman. I assume that you are Dontera's wife. <laughs> oh, such flattery. No, I am his mother. You oh, may call well. me Mama Maria. Ah, well, it's nice to meet you. Um, why am I here exactly? If I, I'm trying, sorry if I'm being rude. Apologies. Well, you must have been informed, but everyone in your group will be assigned a, how would you say, handler meaning that you will have someone who is accompanying you at all times. Now, that would not be me, of course, but I will say that I will have my boy Luca here always look at you, and he will be following you around. Now, I will warn you, Luca may not be the best in a pinch, but he will be reporting to me. You see my little bubble right here? Oh, he's so cute. Yes, he 
He is young and up and coming, and I want him to have a very important place in this family, and this opportunity would be very good for him, so... Uh, Mama Maria, I must stop you there. Um, I don't exactly put myself in very safe situations, and they might put Luca in danger. And I mean this very, very out of concern. I don't think he'd be protecting me. I'd be protecting him. Exactly. No, please don't do this to me. So what I'm saying here is, I need my young Bubala here to have the opportunity to have participated in such a prestigious opportunity. So, while he may not be the most useful directly... I feel like Luca resents that. Like, he's getting his peach cheeks peach. What does Luca look like during all this, GM? Luca looks very embarrassed at Good. all of this, but Good. he doesn't necessarily believe that what she is saying is untrue. He realizes his state and he is appreciative for the opportunity. Okay. Um, so but, I was going to do something really quick. Sure. Um, she's going to change her demeanor mm-hmm. and she's going to get a lot more serious because okay. she was like, okay, so clearly she doesn't understand. <sighs> Mama Maria. Luca, are you sure you're ready to risk your life in this battle that we're about to enter into? I hope it shouldn't be anything so heinous as that. Unfortunately, in my line of work, it typically tends to run that route. And unfortunately, I can't protect him. I have to protect myself, and I come before anyone else. I was fearful you would say such a thing, but um, I hope you understand that uh, this is not the request. This is a stipulation. It is part of your assistance. If you are to be uh, looking into these investigatory processes, you will also be looking after Luca. I will not endanger a child. Uh, And if that is the requirement, um, then I shall not do it. Well, then, I'm sorry to say then, but Miss you will have to be off the case. That is fine. But I refuse to endanger a child simply because you want him to be involved. That is terrible parenting. You should care more about him. I care about his future and his livelihood. And I care about his life. As do I. But what meaning would it have if he was just working on the coal mines all those hard and weary nights? I need him to be in a safe place inside the cityscape. I am not a safe place. You can ask any of my compatriots. I tend to put myself in danger. And I doubt that he'd be able to keep up with me. Uh, I will say, um... I know it's not the safest place, but um, life is also very hard out there, and I would like to try. I will try not to be a burden to you, Miss Snow. I promise. Please, just give me the chance. Why me? Because I find you to be the most capable, and from what I have seen, you have kind gestures and a good heart. I'm trying to be kind now. Please accept it while I'm still in this mood. I will not be responsible for the loss of a life, especially that of a child. Of course not. But will you be responsible for his opportunity? No. That is not my responsibility. Yours, as a parent, is providing a different opportunity, not thrusting it upon someone else to provide the opportunity. This is the opportunity that I can provide for him. And have you talked to Dantera? My son? Of course. (sighs) Me and him have great relations, but he wants things to go very smoothly with this, and as do I, but... I also know that opportunities for this do not come along very often, and it would be a shame to squander such a thing. Luca would have a much better position here than he would have elsewhere. And I am also fearful for him that during all of these times that 
he also may be a target, but surrounded by you and all of your other party members, as well as all of the other guards and handlers with them, nowhere else would be safer for my boy. So you have to understand, I am thinking about his welfare. And I cannot accept it. I, I, I cannot be responsible for taking care of a child. My abilities do not, not allow me child. to... How old are you? I am 16. Yes, and you're just a few years younger than me, and I'm still it, uh, a child. Uh, see... There you go. I am only a few years younger. Still eligible to marry you. <laughs> I was worried it was going to go I, there. I really do need this opportunity. Make him cry. Boy, you aren't ready to become a man. Oh. He kind of scuffs but stays quiet by Maria's side. If that is how you feel, if I... If you hide behind the skirt of your mother, you clearly are not ready to be a man. Let me clarify something for you. His mother died many years ago, in a tragic accident, and he has been watched after by this family. He is not hiding, as you can see, but he is bravely standing before you, asking for an opportunity. I am not even his caretaker, but someone who feels the pain and understanding of his reality and just wishes to assist him. If it were not for me, he would probably not be standing here right now, and I wish for him only the best. So please do not insult him or me. You may leave the robe my robe here as you leave. That's fine. And she motions to a door. Okay. Snow basically takes off the robe and drops it. Okay. That's fine. Ah, I'm gonna have to walk out in public like this. Yep. That's fine. No, I have stuff in my inventory still. You do. Alright. Um, the onesie. I do have my onesie. I put my onesie on. Very nice. Yeah. My dry. I think it's a di dinosaur. It is. T-Rex. It's a T-Rex onesie. I'm an adult. <laughs> All right, you you You're not ready to become a man. Puts on a dinosaur onesie <laughs> and then walks out the front door. That would make a great skit. <laughs> All right. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, so you said that everybody has a handler. Mm-hmm. Um, is is Redcoat Man Elias's handler? Gosh dang it! You just had to make him my type, didn't you? I don't didn't want a you? child. I'm not a handler for the child. That is not a handler. That is me being the handler. I am confused and concerned as to who you'll give me. And you walk out the front door, Snow. <sighs> okay. And down a set of stairs is particularly one of the only locations to go. And eventually you two find yourself back in the main restaurant in your dinosaur onesie. <laughs> and we cut to Daniel. Hey, Daniel, how are you feeling? Concerned. Don't worry, you don't have to wear a dinosaur onesie. I didn't have to wear my onesie. I had my gown. She did. She had but, a lot of other options. But it was recommended. It's a fan favorite. Daniel. Yes? With a dull, consistent pain in your head and a numbness in your arms, you slowly find yourself waking up, arms crossed, and head on a counter, sat in a bar stool, it seems. You hear a ambient noise of a restaurant bustling around you. Did Daniel get drunk? <laughs> was my Daniel and sleep drinking. Daniel is going to sit up and look around and see if there's anyone here to answer as many questions as all of them being how. You sit up and you find yourself in a bar stool with a large gentleman sat next to you and you find yourself in the main restaurant area of Casa Benedine, which you entered the previous night. 
which is rather odd because you most certainly could have sworn that you very much left the main restaurant area, went upstairs into a room, made an offering to your goddess, and then went to sleep. So why are you here at this counter? Why indeed? Do I recognize the person who is sitting next to me? You don't particularly recognize him. He seems vaguely familiar as if you may have ran into him previously one of these nights, but you don't think you were ever properly introduced. Sir, do you work here? Uh, well, yes, I do. Okay. How was, how, I was upstairs. I'm now currently here. Yes. Sorry about that. Okay. How and why, if I may ask? Oh, well, no, I mean, all right. This should be easy, to be honest. That's why I brought you down here. It's more about a formality, but everyone else has to ask their person's questions. Uh, I I think you'll be pretty easy, but... uh, Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, so I figured we'd just come down here, maybe get some breakfast or something. Oh, that was nice of you. No, well, good morning. Uh, My name's Antonio de Forte. I'm going to reach out and shake his hand. As he offers you his. Uh, um, I've been assigned to be your handler. Oh, okay. Yeah, they mentioned that. That only solidifies my theory that the guy in the red coat is my handler. (laughs) No! (laughs) I made such a bad first impression. You're going to be stuck with him for, like, weeks. Oh, man. All right, so, yeah... Uh, formally, I gotta ask a couple of these questions, but, uh, first, uh, like I said, my name's Antonio. This is Casa Bernardine, if you want to know where. Is there anything I can get you? Water, coffee, something to eat? Water would be great. Uh, what do you make for breakfast? Ah, uh, if I do say so myself, we got a pretty killer omelet here. Then I will have that. You want peppers in it? Sure. All right. Load them up. And he kind of just waves uh, to the back room and you hear as pans are frying things. And it seems as if they were washing dishes and cooking somewhat, but the restaurant isn't quite open yet. It seems like they're doing their morning preparations. So I will wait. And uh, like I said, I got to ask simple things like, what exactly are you guys doing in town? Oh, that is a more complicated answer than you might expect. So... Well, when we came to this region, we were in the forest. And as I'm sure you can imagine, not particularly um, habitable for long periods of time. It's pretty cold out there. Yeah, most people don't try and go out there. Luckily, I mean, you guys caught, it's not quite winter yet, so we're not snowed in, but the fall can get pretty cold still. Yeah, that is a good thing. Uh, so, so did you guys come up from the south? Where did you guys come from exactly? Overseas from a distant land. <laughs> we came from whatever direction is behind the coal mine. Hmm. All right. So you just magically popped up in our forest? Uh, yeah, actually, that's a surprisingly accurate description. Is there a particular reason why you popped up in the forest? Well, we were... And then, like, how, where are you coming from? So there is, uh, how do I explain this in a way that'll make sense and not make you think I'm absolutely insane? Uh, there is a level below this one and another below that. And I think one more below that. You're talking about like the crusts of the earth here. 
From how I understand it, yeah, that's kind of what it's like, but not really. But you, you like mold people? You live on the ground? <laughs> funny, but no. Um. Okay. You um, say funny and you chuckle a little to yourself, but he looks very straight-faced and confused. Yeah, I'm not doing a great job at explaining this. Um. So it's as if there's a place like this below this one but not there's people there just like everyone else but their region is very different to this it's not cold and snowy it's kind of temperate this place got a name uh there was a kingdom there and that was headed by a Rimadolv family. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so th th that is down south. Okay, okay. But you came from up north because you magically teleported into the forest through the Earth's core. It was like through a tree, technically. Though that really doesn't help answer my your question now, does it? No, not really. Yeah. But the queen there did offer us a way to pass through and I guess shorten the distance greatly. So that's kind of how we appeared from the north from the south. Interesting. Um, so you say there's a shorter path? How long did it take you to get here? From uh, there? It was really just... Uh, so in order to get from our... from where we started to where we popped up, it was a long flight of stairs. A long spiraling staircase through a tree. Uh, uh, I realize that it sounds like I was on drugs. Uh, oh, um, all right. Uh, I'm just trying to break all this down. How, how long of a flight of the stairs are we talking? Because if we're walking from the Earth's core up into a tree from the south somehow, are you talking like you dug a really long tunnel straight through the Earth and walked up it? Like, that's miles. It was. Couldn't have been more than a thousand feet vertically. So you walked a thousand feet up a tree mm -hmm. and then appeared in another tree in the middle of our woods. Yeah, basically. Is that tree still there? Can you go back? I assume you can just walk back down the stairs. I believe we can, though I'm probably not the person to ask because this was explained to my other guild members, but I wasn't there for the explanation. Could you figure out roundabout roughly where the tree was? I mean, if... I mean, yeah, I could probably, I can certainly try. Well, any anyways, that's a, that's a little off topic, but uh, some intriguing information. Might have you sit down sometime and point it out on a map. We could investigate that a little further. But uh, what exactly, like I said, what are you all exactly doing in town? Uh, we are at the moment just trying, well, really what our goal was to, is to pass through and keep going Pass through to where? Where, you, where are you trying to get to? I guess the next big town, really. I hate to burst your bubble, but this is, uh... This is it. The biggest town for hundreds of miles. Yeah, we have a habit of traveling far. Really far. Where are you trying to get to? I guess you can say we're just kind of explorers, really. What is it that you're looking for, though? Like, uh, is there their end goal? Something? Hmm. I mean, honestly, I think we're just motivated by the thought of the unknown. It's just kind of like what else is out there. Interesting. All right. Well, 
I mean, currently, I mean, with with your city, where Draken kind of introduced us to this Volcanium stuff. So at the moment, the Volcanium and the fact that multiple of your men are dying and stuff like that. So that'd be right now. I'm personally trying to get some Volcanium, hopefully, and huh, also. Well, I mean, if you really wanted some Volcanium, that's going to be a little while. Only place where we have the operation set up for that. Uh, as you might have heard, the uh, mine shaft recently just collapsed itself underneath an explosion. So we got to re-excavate that and then get the machines back up and running. Right. So hopefully I can help you guys with that. That would be greatly appreciated. But that kind of brings me to my next question, which is... Uh, I can't really question your effectiveness and what exactly you can do to help the investigation because I feel like that's been made pretty clear. But what I do have to question is the motives as to, to why you find the need to help with this investigation. What exactly is in it for you? I mean, truthfully, one part of it is that I have the skill for it. I may as well use it. The other part is, is I feel that in helping Draken with this, because he seems to be very close with Dontera, I feel that he might be able to help me with the Volcanium. I feel like that's pretty fair. The operations will be a lot, running a lot smoother if we weren't sidetracked with all this. People are pretty on edge, so. Right, and if I can help around and get the town less on edge, then maybe I can do other things around here too. All right, well... Seems like you got a good head on your shoulders. We'll probably sit down sometime and work out where exactly that uh, tree was. Maybe figure out what's going on with that. But, I mean, that's the craziest part of your story. Everything else pretty much makes sense. We've known some adventurers. Most people don't dare come up this far north unless they're looking for an escape from everything else. But uh, we do appreciate the assistance. And uh, maybe we can work something out that when we're uh, everything is all said and done, we can get you connected with some volcanium. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm glad I can help. And with that, as your conversation with Antonio is coming to an end, you see Elias come from a, a back hallway. Uh, she she pops out and you see Snow walking down the staircase wearing a dinosaur onesie. Her arms are crossed. Daniel, I had a horrible interaction with a random stranger. It wasn't fun. Well, it was kind of fun. I had a little bit of fun, but mostly it wasn't fun. Is it snow? <sighs> uh, I don't mean to be rude. I hate children. I don't hate children. I just hate being forced to take care of children. Elias looks at Dumb um, snow from the top of her head, slowly down to the tip of her toes, and then back up to the top of her head. Uh... If you had children, uh, no offense, Snow, why are you dressed like one? It's for comfort. Well, technically, you're dressed like dinosaur, but yeah. like... Dinosaur, they go rar, rar. She pulls the hood over her head, which has got like a little dinosaur head to it. Daniel, uh-huh. is Snow okay? No. She's Snow okay? Mm-hmm. Snow, it, I, it, it, there was attempt. Where's Wilson? There was a... Selena. Ugh. They probably got pulled into an interrogation room as well. What, what? are you talking about? You've Snow got looks to very... be kidding me. Was I the only one that was interrogated? Snow looks I mean, at Daniel concerned. Uh, I mean, they... Selena, you see as Selena and Wilson poke their head out of a nearby booth and they kind of just wait. Oh, oh hi, guys. Selena, oh. your cute face makes all of this better. Oh, oh hey, what were you saying about an interrogation room? You're telling me, and Elias will raise up her arms, probably um, her wrists most likely bruised from how much she was struggling against the handcuffs. 
Is that correct, GM? Oh, yeah. None of you were handcuffed down to chair by scary and slightly attractive men? I wish I was. No, no, you, no, don't. no you don't. Comparatively? Must, I'm pretty sure they must have had some truth case serum stuff in me or whatever because I, I give out way more information than I wanted to. Oh, I wasn't asked for any information. But what? I, You've got to be kidding me. I was None told of to... you else was pond cup to chair? No, I was told to babysit. I thought I got drunk. I was sitting Daniel, here. Daniel, you don't I, drink. I don't. If you are going to drink, you should have invited me. I, I woke up here. I don't think I could have invited you. See, no, I was concerned. I thought I slept off while I was naked. Uh, Wait, did we all wake up in place we did not fall asleep? I, I Yeah, I woke up here. Uh, yeah, I woke I, up on this luxurious couch. Elias kind of scoffed at Couch! Wow! I woke up in the love seat in the waiting area over there. Oh, uh, that's okay. where I met Isabel. And she points uh, to a medium height uh, blonde woman who's currently sitting next to her, who is dressed in uh, kind of like a, a pantsuit kind of ordeal. Yeah, uh, and I kind of woke up. Where did I wake up? All I know is that uh, me and Paul have been talking for the past like hour or so, and he gestures to an older gentleman once again. Uh, he has uh, a mustache. Uh, it's also kind of grayed out, but he's also wearing a, a suit and a bow tie. You all got adults? No, you all got to wake up somewhere that was not metal chair in scary interrogation room in basement underground? Yeah. Don't worry, I reserved that specifically for you. Was, is that and you this? see as Dante is now standing behind you. Uh, uh, <laughs> you... What? I Why? Think, pretty sure these people are all going to be our handlers, given that we were told we would have to... Elias's face turns somewhat pale. Whoa, Elias, you do you want to trade? have got to be kidding me. And Elias will look at Dante in a, in a kind of a face as, is this true? It'll be a pleasure to be working with you. Uh, no. And he takes like a kind of like half bow. You, uh, uh, and, what? Wait, um, wait, Dante. Why, why? I'm, uh, was I the only one that was treated so harshly? And amidst all of the ruckus, you hear a somewhat older female's voice speak up. And it seems as if it is coming from the staircase that Snow currently walked from. As you all see, you have been assigned all of your handlers. And Snow, you notice as Luca is walking down the stairs with Mama Maria, and he is currently walking towards you. Can I eat him? <laughs> <laughs> if you are to be working on this case, your compliance with these rule sets is mandated for. Uh, we have reasons in which we do things the way that we do. I'd like to trade. I request a trade. I would re uh, She looks at Dante and then slowly puts her hand down. Never mind. <sighs> Your concerns have been noted, but I, for now, these is going to have to be how things are. Nah, I'm good. Aww, uh, I, I, I'll Snow, dip out get, of this. You get cute little, little man child with awe. Why? What do I? I mean, no offense, Dante, but like, I, I've already rejected this. I'm sorry. I guess I won't be participating in this investigation. He asked I, you out? I refuse to deal with children. I already have enough to take care of. We have so. Yeah. Wait. 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 What? I knew it was too pleasant around here. Where is Fishman? Like I mentioned, there have been rules and regulations put into place, but uh, 
if you cannot adhere to them or you are unwilling to do so, there are alternate measures which have been set aside for you. Is is Fishman okay? He is fine. He has just opted to not join the investigatory process. He is well, being watched after by his handler. I mean, I can't say that I am upset about that, so... No. If you wish, <laughs> Miss Snow, you may stay here with me in Casa Benedine. And I will make sure that you are very well protected as the rest of your individuals go in to investigate the process. But uh, in, until we can get measures set aside in which there are agreeable terms, I am going to have to ask you to remain here. Snow, just take the kid. Uh, if I push him off a cliff, will I get in trouble? What? Snow! What? Why? I think you why? underestimate why? just how much it's going to end up like that in general. It's not going to be me. I'm just saying. Wilson! Wilson, take notes. Don't yeah, have- apparently she's just not... I, I, the way I saw you around... Uh, the, the I can't even remember his name, but there was a young kid the other day, a little orphan child you gave ice cream to. Yeah, I thought you liked Kid Snow. She takes a bread roll and throws it at the kid. Yeet! <laughs> Does it hit him? Uh, yeah, it just hits him and he lets it fall on the he ground. He couldn't even catch a bread roll. Um, I, I, okay. I didn't know I was supposed to. I'm sorry. I, if you throw another, I'll catch it. No, promise. your reflexes are terrible, child. No, I, I, I stood still purposefully because I thought that is what you wanted. I thought you wanted to get out your anger and aggression at me by throwing Stop! hardened bread roll. That is child abuse. You take him. I would gladly take him instead. Uh, Wait. Ne- Wait. Ne- I heard the words. She said instead, she uh, never mind. She looks at Dante and look. Never, never mind. There is a reason that the handlers you have been assigned have been assigned to you. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. If the whole point is that these handlers are supposed to protect us, why am I protecting a child? Maybe the Miss child. Snow, can uh, no, 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 no. The, the child will be watching after you. And Luca is not a boy. He is very well equipped to be How handling with he? the situation. He is 16. He is he's not legal. He is a child. Uh, well, you know what? When I was 16, I could easily kill a man. So, you know, maybe he can handle himself. Where's, where's Draken? Uh, he has already made his way to the mortuary and is setting up things for you there. Oh, oh he's oh, going to be mad what at about us. The, what about the quiet man that was in limousine with us? Yeah, what about S? Why can't S be my handler? I, it's fine. That S works. Is, S is Draken's handler. He has requested this quite specifically. Uh, <laughs> I looked at Dante. Well, at least we match. It is the least egregious and most acceptable thing of this pairing. If I am going to be miserable, I prefer to do it in the style, which at least we can. Honestly, agreed. I'm miserable, but can I say, stylishly. Can I say agreed with diplomacy? You're trying to get him to like you more after being yeah. so rude? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go for it. I didn't know he was going to be my handler. This is why you should always be nice to people when you first um, make 20. introductions. 20 diplomacy. You can see as he kind of scoffs at you, but he seems indifferent. I'm, I'm genuine with my agreed. If I was going to be miserable, yeah. I'd be miserable yeah. in style. And he, and he senses that, but there's still a little bit of friction between the two of you. I can assure you that for today, you will just be heading over to the mortuary to proceed with the exhumed examinations of the fallen individuals from my organization. So with that, there should be very little risk, and these people will just be mostly escorting you, just to make sure that if you have any questions or need any clearance, that you will be able to get in where you may. Oh, 
Other than that, they will not impede you in any way and will follow your instructions and try and hold them out to a T while still keeping an eye on you. Elias looks at Dante with an eyebrow raised. I don't want to look at you. Don't worry. I don't want to look at him and I gesture oh. the kid. Elias will scoff at him at that statement. Elias thinks of herself as a very pretty lady because that's what her mother and father tell her and her mother and father shouldn't lie. Uh, roll a perception check as you're scoffing. Uh... 18. Um, as you scoff, uh, you hear him mumble something under his breath, but you can't make out what it was. No! No! I'm going to turn to Luca and, or as much as I can, even sure. though I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah. The barstool bar rotates. Uh, and I'm going to ask him, so, uh, Luca, what is it that you can do exactly? We don't know you or anything, so I figured I should ask. Oh, well, everyone has their own sets of skills around here. Uh, I, I am mostly a courier. I am very fast. Uh, I can get messages to people very quickly. Uh, and thanks to my relations, I have very high clearance level. Oh, that actually could be really useful. Uh, useful for what, Daniel? We can send the messages quickly on our own. Yeah. I meant the clearance thing. Gosh. Oh, oh, I'm jeez. I'm sorry, <laughs> Daniel. I didn't mean to offend you. Well, okay, so I want to meet with Camille Lasimus at some point. Or Why do you want to meet with Camille? What? Is that jealousy I sense in the air? No, 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 no. I have a nose for this. No, it is, I also want to meet with Camille. Ahem. Uh, maybe you can all discuss your reasons and investigatory processes while you are in the vehicle, which will be taking you to the mortuary. How long will it take us to get there? Uh, it'll only take about five, ten minutes, but you will have time to deliberate. Okay, I just want to let Drake in now. You have, uh, you'll be provided with a soundproof vehicle, uh, as well as a couple of other additional resources in there to uh, help you assist in your investigatory processes. You may use it as somewhat of a meeting room to uh, hold out your deliberations. Well, that'll be very helpful. Thank you. Are we going to have breakfast first? Ah. This most important meal of day. Uh, and as, as you say that, you hear a ding and there is a gigantic omelet on the counter. Oh, uh, and wow. Antonio brings it down and hands it over to Daniel. It looks like this is like a three or four egg omelet with bacons, fried onions, green and red peppers. Uh, it is just stuffed with all kinds of meat and gubbins. I'm going to turn to Elias and say, I don't think I can eat this myself. Oh, do you want my help? Yes. That's adorable. I will come help you eat. Uh, Antonio goes down, gets a knife, cuts it in half, and moves it on the two plates and grabs an additional set of silverware. Thank you, Antonio. Yeah, I got you. Maybe you should eat two, uh, uh, Dante. Dante. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. I already had my coffee. You just drink co Okay. Well, my papa only drinks vodka in the morning, so. Yeah, no, no. Uh, okay. we, already, we already had breakfast. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. Well, I suppose we should uh, eat fast, Daniel. And Elias will try to scarf it down as ladylike as she can. Uh, you see as Antonio sits down with a omelet that looks larger than the one that Daniel got and, and proceeds to eat the entirety of the thing. And Luca kind of whisper, goes up to Stone whispers, Well, she did offer you a breakfast. Uh-huh. Be gone, child. <laughs> Would you like anything? I can fetch you anything you like. Okay, do me a favor. Yes. Be gone. <laughs> where, where, where to? Distant from me. No closer than 30 feet. I can, uh, okay. And he, he runs and you see him run all the way to the side corner of the restaurant. He stands there and he waves and smiles at you. Oh! Please kill me, somebody. <laughs> I find him amusing. I 
already have to watch over Selena. I can't be watching another child. I know. You also have to watch over Sal. I have to watch over a lot of people. Yeah. Ugh. After a few moments pass by and everyone finishes and wraps up their breakfast, it's around about 8 a.m. now, and you all are being escorted to the vehicle where you will be headed to the mortuary. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. Wow, that was fun. Somebody gets interrogated in a dark room while everybody else is enjoying their scenery, except Snow, who absolutely cannot stand the fact of being a parent figure. Stop it, GM. Don't do it to me anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to care about everybody. Are I'm anybody? tired. Yeah, I know. I'm Daniel. you're not wrong Uh, all right guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of sword art online odd if you enjoyed this episode or you've been enjoying the series please make sure that you follow along with our journey by subscribing to the podcast on itunes or wherever you're listening so that way you can keep up to date and also follow us on our social media accounts which is instagram and twitter at roll found or on facebook at missing role player found you can also visit us on our website, missingrolleplayerfound.com. That's R-O-L-L, playerfound.com. And uh, yeah, you can go there and you can actually go visit our merchandise store where you can get hats, shirts, stickers, cups, and more. And also maybe consider joining our Patreon if you don't want to buy any merchandise. You can go to our Patreon and subscribe and support us monthly if you'd like. And make sure you share the podcast with somebody, anybody, your dog, your grandma, your uh, weird Uncle Gary. Your weird Uncle Gary. Specifically Uncle Gary. Okay? All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.